hello and welcome to the Sanctuary Podcast. My name is Daniel Whitehead. I am the CEO of Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries. And during COVID-19, I'm also the host of the podcast. Um, we're taking the podcast in a slightly different direction in these days. And we're going to be talking to friends of ours from around the world to hear about their work, to hear about how they're coping during COVID-19, and to really focus on their story. And today I'm joined by a really good friend. Um, I've known Ruth for a year, but it feels like it's been 50 years um, <laughs> in a good way. Uh, oh, this, is, <laughs> this is Ruth Rice. Uh, Ruth is the director of Renew Wellbeing, which is a UK based charity that um, creates these amazing spaces, uh, spaces where it's okay to not be okay. And it's a, a way for the church to uh, provide a service to the community and I've seen this in action and I think it's amazing and if I get my way this will have renewed centres all over the world within a few years so Ruth thank you for joining us it's great to see you. It's great to be with you by the wonders of technology. There you go Ruth's <laughs> had a day of Zoom calls so I know she's oh. really excited about this one. Yeah, Dan, you're just at the beginning of your Zoom nightmare. I'm just ending mine with you, but it's, uh, yeah, I'm not loving the technology, my COVID-19 experience of technology. But I suppose we have to be grateful for it, because otherwise we wouldn't be having this chat now, would we? So, hey. Well, that's true. But that's an interesting point. That's a really interesting point about just how draining this yeah. time is, that we're being forced to a place where we're having to communicate in ways that don't feel natural or comfortable. Yeah. And I'm thinking of your work, particularly, Ruth, where Renew Wellbeing is about, I mean, maybe for a start, tell us a little bit about Renew. Just give us a brief picture yeah. of what okay. Renew so, um, so Renew spaces are wellbeing spaces. They're like, they look like a cafe, feel more like a shared front room, uh, places where it's okay not to be okay. So you would rock up, bring a hobby, share a hobby, be human together, any face and none, no proselytizing, run by a local church. But there'd also be, and there also is, a prayer space where you can join in rhythms of prayer, where you can spend time with a God that you might not have met yet. Um, therefore, anyone to join in. So we're finding people really wanting to access the rhythms of prayer. It's always an option. It's always there for folk. They're kept really simple. We're not praying for people. We're praying with and alongside people. Um, and they kind of know them and us brief of nobody's there's no power dynamic with it all and then the third sort of the sort of be present be prayerful and then be in partnership with mental health services so we're encouraging churches to make really good strong partnerships with their local uh, mental health professionals to say look when we get out of our depth we will signpost on so the church can do what the church does best which is show up put the kettle on pray and not try and do rubbish mental health care on the cheap so um it's been really lovely and been working really well. And it is about real, actual presence. So, yeah, where you're getting to is, oh, how does that work now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. That's uh, Having seen the model in action, having been in London, I, we were doing some filming with Ruth just a few months ago. And, um, yeah, seeing this amazing community, this, this hub of life, of people from all different backgrounds coming together to uh, find well-being together I'm I'm like yeah how is how is it going what do you, what are you guys doing well, at the moment it, it's 
gutting, isn't it? Because the day we had to advise all our centres, we had we got to uh, 53 cafes in two and a half years. So it's it's like a real now thing that the church in the UK are responding to, bless them, and saying, let's slow down and show up and pray and do something simpler. So when we had to say, right, I'm afraid we have to shut our doors, because we're not a kind of um, service like service to service users, we haven't taken loads of contact details from people because all we needed, we say, we just need your name, we don't need your label but that means we didn't really have um, loads of contact details to get in touch with people and if you think a lot of the people who are coming through our doors are probably the most anxious most isolated most vulnerable already and then COVID-19 hits everybody is back into isolation now if you've got your family or you know your neighbors then it's not it's you know it's hard but it's not the end of the world is it um you've got to hang around your kids a bit more and stuff. <laughs> get to know your neighbors but if you're already isolated you're already anxious this is the worst of times and people are really struggling so it's heartbreaking to have had to shut all 53 cafes but actually what's remarkable is the churches that had engaged with renew well-being already knew who the isolated and anxious people were in some ways and would be able to find them, track them down, um, set up things like Zoom spaces, WhatsApp groups, Facebook pages, where people can bring a hobby, share a hobby, just turn up into a virtual space. And prayer has always been key. So pray at the beginning, pray at the end, but give people the option to not come for the beginning or the end if they don't want the prayer bit. So that's always got to be that it's an option. Um, and, and there's about 24 of our cafes churches that have gone for that again but it's there were hundreds literally hundreds of people coming through all doors of of these spaces and there's not just those hundreds who are now isolated there's hundreds more people thousands more people who are experiencing mental and emotional distress without support so i think um yeah, I don't, and I don't, you know, this is fine. It's nice to have a chat, but we can't see the whites of each other's eyes properly. It's not as good as being present with someone. We, we'd often say in our spaces, it doesn't matter if you're not chatting, just show up and bring your hobby and sit alongside each other. And, you know, somebody might be doing their knitting, someone else is doing a bit of furniture restoration, someone's doing a jigsaw, yeah. and it's just companionable quiet. You can't really do that very well in a Zoom space because <laughs> it's no. weird. We're trying. But people were saying today, you know, um, they're doing things like uh, crosswords online or everybody's bringing the thing that they're having a go at and showing each other. Somebody planted up a load of hanging baskets in, on Zoom today with their with the others going, oh, that's nice because I haven't got any hanging baskets. But it's still it's trying. Mm. But I can't wait till we can get some doors open again. Um, yeah. And, and I think when we do get our doors open again, there will be, there already was a bit of a tsunami of mental ill health out there. I, I don't imagine the situation that the church has opened their doors to will be any better. Yeah, um, that's, that's so true. I, I heard someone recently speaking about um, someone who's based in New York who said that this time is most reminiscent of 9-11 for them. Mm, this this mm, traumatic event has happened. And they said that after 9-11, church attendance went up. But um, so getting people to attend church wasn't a problem. Um, but what they found was this sort of delayed reaction of trauma, this tsunami yeah. of trauma that they had to play catch up with in the three to five years after it. And I just wonder, you know, 
we we all talk about when things open up again. We probably need to be saying, Lord willing, if please, when things mm. open up again. Mm. Um, I would imagine. I mean, I've always said I think every church should have a renew well-being center. Mm-hmm. I, I, everywhere, mm-hmm. everyone, every church should be a renew well-being center. Um, after this, if we get out of this, Lord willing, every church should have a renew well-being oh, center yeah. because the yeah. whole community just needs a space like this to be seen yeah. and heard and connected uh, connected with yeah and and also to pray i think in some ways it's caught the church on the hop a bit if if all that the church was doing was going to church and all that we were doing was um you know sort of having services and meetings i'm not saying that was all the church was doing but for some churches the gathering on a sunday has become far too important and there were no rhythms and habits of prayer that join us anyway whether we are joined or not so what we've been saying in fact, this has been coming because it came out of my own journey with my own mental ill health. And, and those of us who've got lived experience knew that these rhythms and habits of quiet, contemplative prayer join us even when we can't face each other. And so, mm. weirdly, for the churches that had engaged with the rhythms of prayer, we don't have to be disconnected. We pray, you know, psalm in the morning, Lord's Prayer at lunchtime, examine at the end of the day, whether we're together or not. And yes, we miss each other, but... We don't make community. God makes community. We just participate in it. Um, so I think coming out the other side, I think there's been a massive, I don't know about where you are, but here there's been a massive increase in uh, interest in prayer. So lots of people reporting that they are praying because, yeah, they were facing stuff that's fearful. Um, and I, I think people are having to go at things they haven't had to go at before. Um, so I, I really am... I'm, I'm hating this time, but I'm also excited for the fact that the church might re-engage with its language, its primary language of prayer. And it might realize that actually society around us has not been asking for us to hand them a bag of well-being. They've been asking for us to live prophetically as people who've got a bigger story and who invite others into that bigger story. So Mm -hmm. if we get a chance to say, yeah, this is how we pray and this is the difference it makes, come and join us. We do it on the high street. that's that's sort of new monasticism again isn't it really that kind of come come into these rhythms with us because we too are not okay none of us are okay now we know we're not um Mm. so the bigger story of a god who holds us is absolutely key right now so i think you know those of us who discovered that like i did during a, a bout of mental ill health know that um when god is all you've got you discover him in a whole new way and for some people whose life the rug has literally been pulled out from under them knowing that there's a god who is is timeless and ageless and bigger and still loving and still kind and and able to cope with lament as well as praise Mm. and i think that's another place where the church will come into its own is saying we've got we can do lament god can cope with that we can weep with those who weep and we can put words around things being rubbish (laughs) we don't have to be relentlessly positive to be a christian so yeah that's so true i know that because i know you ruth i know that when you founded renew it was really founded out of your own journey you you yourself had experienced burnout and um and Mm. you know mental health challenges that caused you to kind of go what kind of space do i need to to yeah. feel well yeah. and so you created a renew space and i think you would say you kind of stumbled across this model that you went yeah. oh every everyone should have a space like this um yeah. and so and now we've got 53 churches and i'm 
guessing hundreds yeah. more yeah. waiting yeah. To, to, yeah. to 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 open centers i'm just wondering in light of that story your own story of experiencing that brokenness and finding a place of well-being how are you doing like how are you doing right yeah, now certainly um I t- <laughs> it's a really good question because i'm i'm a weird kind of person in that i'm a kind of extrovert that extroverts out of introversion do you know what i mean like I, I i need time away with god so that i can then spend time with people and i'm actually fine now with my time with god i really love spending time i i I'm deeply contemplative. I really love, so so weirdly, I'm not at all worried by time on my own. Our kids have all left home. Mark and I, I've got my husband here, you know, we've got a little dog, nice garden. I feel really grateful for all that, good neighbours. So I do coffee in the morning at the front with the neighbours and, and a, a, a glass of wine at the back um, or a nice cup of tea um, with my other neighbour. But I'm missing that extroversion that extroverting of what I'm what I'm experiencing because I, I only know what I'm thinking when I say it out loud and <laughs> I'm spending so long on these zoom meetings where mm. in some ways I'm going over and over the same ground I mean it's a good thing because churches are asking oh how can we do this simple thing that you were talking about so I was in a call yesterday with and there were 65 people from churches in the southwest of England all coming to find out how to set up to get the first line of the training for how to set up renews so it's great for me personally because this is where my heart is but mm. um I just miss people Dan I miss I miss other people like in real life you know that when I set this up it was, yes, it was for me personally. And then I wanted it to be personal with every church we work with. I wanted mm. people to feel they joined a family. And I would travel thousands of miles in a week to go, this is personal. Show us what your starting point is and we'll help you to get the three principles in place. Mm. It's not a program. It's not plug in and play. This yeah. is personal for me. This is about God drawing. I often say we're like a bridesmaid to the bride. You know, this is, this is about mm. the bride of Christ shining. So to lose that personal contact and go, oh, goody, we can put all our training online. It didn't thrill me because yeah. I just, I yeah. suppose that, that's why I'm struggling with. How do I lead as a relational leader when all I've got is Zoom? <laughs> and yet at the same time, we're having the most amazing conversations nationally here in the UK. Every, mm. every Tuesday, two Zoom meetings every Tuesday, different leaders from different churches who want to get engaged with well-being getting together sharing what's working and what isn't I I wouldn't be able to do that if I traveled so for me I think there's a sense of loss um it's almost like a grieving for the season that I loved where I could just whiz around in my little car and have a wonderful time and meet new friends and share what was good and be honest um I'm not some sort of expert. I'm not some sort of guru in well-being. I'm a broken person who knows how to look after herself and wants to share it. And I think mm-hmm. that's um, that that's lost in the screen thing because you, it's hard to be dead honest on the screen. You can put your Zoom face on. So yeah. I, I'm I'm missing. I'm feeling the loss of what what was, but at the same time trying to embrace what now is the new mm. normal. Because I don't think I'll go back to that. I don't think there's any leading of a national charity from racing around the country. I think this is a better way to do it. And that that makes me quite cross. 
really, because I don't want this to be a better way. So I, all sorts, I, it's a roller coaster, Dan. I have some mornings, I wake up, I am, oh, it's such a beautiful day. I'm glad I'm alive. My kids are okay. You know, I've had a call from a friend this morning. His mom's just died and it sends your heart into plummeting sorrow for them. And then you're back up again because you see the beautiful flowers. And then you're back down again because you watch the daily briefing and you hear about all these deaths. So I, I just think as a person who cares and a person mm -hmm. who struggles with their mental and emotional health, it's like this. Yeah. I, <laughs> there's there's yeah, no solid, the solid ground of God's presence is enough for me. But I do miss the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so, i think that's one of the one of the things i'm hearing is so common is, is um that essentially a, a time like this a crisis like this is causing us to really without even intentionally doing it pressing into like well who am i and what i'm and, and what am i and whose am i and i think many people are finding uh what i'm hearing is finding uh, a great amount of uh, peace in in pressing into god because there's kind of nowhere else to go at the moment you're saying people are turning to prayer and 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 practices uh spiritual practices but um in the same token yeah i totally relate to that feeling of loss and grief of uh i just want to be like f free again like even if i don't even if i don't connect with people or go out i just want to have the ability to do that so that stripping mm -hmm. away that loss is something hard to contend with and it's interesting because sanctuary is actually just about to launch uh or by the time this airs we will have launched a resource on grief um which right. is this like Good. four part yeah. group discussion guide on how do we process grief at the moment because i think we're all grieving aren't we we've, we've all mm. lost something and many people have lo actually lost loved ones yeah. whether directly yeah. to covid or they've lost loved ones and now they're unable to have a funeral yeah, and, uh, absolutely or they weren't with them when they died and i think that that sense of um yeah I, I think you're right loss and grief if we're not feeling it then we've switched off some feeling somewhere you can't have a daily briefing i don't know whether you're getting that stuff but a daily briefing with death numbers into your home i mean mm. that that's happening every day anyway 1400 people die a day in in the uk anyway we don't mm. have those numbers broadcast into our front rooms and maybe we should because it gives us that sense of life and death that is more realistic so in some ways i suppose when i wasn't well for a year uh, about 12 years ago i i lost my voice as well and it was a very lonely and very low year but in some ways i met with myself in the emptiness and i met with god in the emptiness that stood me in good stead for this because i'm not i haven't got loads of questions about who i am and stuff i think i worked out I worked that out 12 years ago and my daily habits hold me in that place of knowing the only thing important about me is that God holds me and the only mm -hmm. thing that's good for me is practicing his presence so I'm not I'm not missing um you know status or my job or all that stuff I I just I just like, I, I think I find joy in little things like meals with friends and walking up the mountains, going to the seaside, seeing my family, hugging my kids, you know. I miss those things and those bring me closer to the presence of God. So interestingly for me, because I encourage people to take time to sit quietly, to be still and know that he is God. It's almost like I'm beginning to appreciate how people say, well, I don't experience God that way. I, ex I experience him whilst I'm walking on the beach. Or I think, oh, yeah, that's, the flavors are missing if you just sit still in a chair, <laughs> which I do 
a lot of the day. And it is actually the, the, the colors and the flavors of the, the presence of God, that he is present in all of those other things. And as some of those other things get stripped away, it, it, it makes everything a bit gray. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like, mm. it's a bit, and it's not that, yeah, it's that God can shine through anything anyway. But I think he shines through everything. You know, we've learned to look mm. for his love and his beauty through our habits in our renew centers. We ask ourselves in what have we seen the love and beauty of God? There's just mm. less to look at. <laughs> There's less yeah. to look at. Yeah. So it, yeah. it takes some dynamics of his, you know, we're relational people, aren't we? We're, we're made in the image of a God who is relational. So the relationships mm. we miss, the hugging and the and the and the touching of our, our you know our friends' faces. I, I miss that stuff. Um, mm. So I, I'm in I'm in amongst the lucky ones to have somebody to be uh, locked down with who I love. Um, and I know it's harder for people who are on their own, hmm. but I still think for any of us who are human, the loss is real, and we have to acknowledge it. I think otherwise, you learn nothing from it. <laughs> Yeah. And, and like I know the Pope, uh, Pope did a beautiful prayer, didn't he? And it was lovely. And it was this prayer about one day we will, and one day yes. we will, and we should look yeah. forward to that day when we hold yeah. hands and when we we sit in a cafe in the open air and when we, you know, we should look forward to the day when we sunbathe in the park. <laughs> Let's remember this is normal. Um, yeah, absolutely. I I mean that celebration that you know that day when. Um, you know when we can return to some semblance of normality that, that i mean there has to be a global party of you know probably not since ve day will there be such a such an amazing party i hope i really well, hope I, that but i wonder though dan don't you because i don't think this guy i think it's going to be a a, a foggy area of for here yeah. anyway you know uh, yeah. like you can go out but you still must socially distance these are horrible mm. phrases aren't they socially distanced it's awful um yeah. and, and to to know that there'll be fear there, that this could come back, that people, I don't think we'll skip back into this and start hugging each other in the streets. I think there will yeah. be fear and there'll be caution and there'll be distance and there'll be isolation. And the reality is the church needs to work out how to find somewhere safe. We've been thinking about using green spaces more. So we might not get to use our buildings for a while. That's not a bad thing because the mm. church is out of the building. Let's never get back in again. But that the green spaces saying we could pray here, we could share hobbies here. There might only be 10 people allowed to gather or something like that, you know? So we're trying to think, let's have interim thinking, not lockdown, not lockdown. There's, yeah. there's this way of edging our way into, mm. um, into our relationship. It'll be weird to be able to just walk up and be closer than two meters to somebody again, to be honest. Yeah. And yeah, I, think, yeah. Yeah, I don't think people will whiz straight back into it, sadly. I think it will take no. a while. So. so, Ruth, tell us a bit about some of the things you've done with uh, with Renew in this time, because before it was very much uh, sort of in-person training, set up a centre in person. Uh, what have you done? How have you moved what you do into a sort of COVID world? Well, so day one, in fact, day one before we were even in lockdown, so that was six weeks ago, I'd started doing a daily dose. So I, I do a 10-minute, um, five-minute five video, just of the five ways to well-being, connecting, learning, getting active, taking notice and giving. We take a way to well-being each week, and I just share one of my habits and do a little prayer. And people are watching that on Vimeo. That's going down quite well. We're sharing that. 
And that's um, on social media on Renew Wellbeing. Yeah, on Facebook that's on or? that's on our website and that's on Facebook and you can get to that through um, Ruth Rice on Facebook and then you get into the Renew Wellbeing page uh, or on Vimeo. It's called Ruth's Renew Daily Dose. <laughs> Um, and that's how I think I did 30, I'm on 35 or something of those now. So, um, and we're not running out of things. We're sharing with each other how we're helping. So it's become a kind of way of sharing ideas. And then um, what we've also done is put our training online. So what was a, a um, used to be a visit from me and then a training session for two hours is now a, a, a live webinar that you join in with or you can just help yourself to a recording of that webinar from our website so www.renewwellbeing.org.uk you just help yourself to the introduction to renew well-being and if you like what you see you then get in touch with us and we send you the password for the protect the password protected bit of the website the resources and you help yourself to the next three sessions be present be prayerful be in partnership so i've done a little video and a little worksheet i was a teacher worksheet for each of those sessions and church teams can do that themselves because church teams are trying to prepare themselves in lockdown for what they'll do coming out um, and when you get to the end of those three sessions of training then you can be connected with a local person, a local link, who will help you to decide what to do next yourself. So there's still a personal contact. And what's lovely is we've kind of gathered quite a lot of national team during Zoom calls. So I've just commissioned four more team members. They're volunteers at the moment, but we'll look for funding to take them on. So one for the South, one for the North, one for the West, and one who's doing children, youth and families. Um, and that's delightful because it means what was just my job is now spread out across a, a wider team. Um, wow. So that the things that are happening in lockdown are not delightful, as, as in they're not setting up more renew centres. But I think our infrastructure as a charity is healthier now than it was before. Um, and, and that's happened. The other thing is, is that, um, I'm working on my book, which is coming out in January, uh, and it's called Slow Down, Show Up and Pray. And that will be the story of Renew Wellbeing and then the training. You can help yourself to that on Amazon. And there's an e-book coming out um, in two weeks' time with all the, the rhythms of prayer in it. So it'll help people who want to go, we need to get praying. And it's called yeah. Five Ways five ways to inner well-being um, and that comes out in a couple of weeks on Amazon so that's it, it's about resourcing the church and saying oh, I'm not holding back any longer you you know me Dan I was like oh I don't really know you know have I got anything I don't know who I am I'm like do you know what it's time the church needs resourcing mm. like never before I'm chucking the sanctuary ministries course at everybody I speak to because it's brilliant right. it's great and churches have got some time now to think what are we going to do not only about the mental health of our communities but our own mental and emotional well-being yeah. coming out of this time nothing will ever be the same so mm. in a good way we must embrace um habits of well-being that will cause this sort of shalom this deeper shalom from within us to have a bit of room to grow uh, and why, why would the church not be in the frame for that so um yeah amen that's what we've Amen. been up to. That's wonderful. So the books that Ruth mentioned, will, uh, the ebook will be available in the next couple of weeks on Amazon. The book that will come out in January will be a published book. So it'll presumably have an ebook and it will be a hard copy that, again, you could buy on Amazon. Um, yeah. Uh, Renewwellbeing.org.uk is the website. Um, Ruth, I'm guessing that in putting all these models in place, 
anyone anywhere could start a renew center yeah right? hey yeah that's scary right you can help yourself yeah. it'll be a bit I'm a bit northern English so if you don't cope with me talking a bit northern you might have to translate it into whatever <laughs> dialect you like but the principles of being present being prayerful and being in partnership they would work anywhere your partnership mm. with mental health services is going to be the thing that's more different where you are yes. but you yeah. work that out locally but yeah help yourselves it's all free at the moment so what's really interesting for me Ruth uh, as I bring this into land we I mean we could talk for hours but what's really interesting for me is sanctuary made the decision October 2018 we made the decision to move into a more online model um, and that was all about need and scalability it was just there is a greater need than we can meet so we have to find a new way of being now given what's happened in the world not that we foresaw what would happen that's kind of been timely that we were felt more ready and even even then it actually still has been challenging to think okay but how do people facilitate groups online so we've had to do a lot of quick rethinking about how do we frame this and i know that you and i have been having conversations since the day we met in january uh, 2019 um about how do we and my question to you was what you're doing is amazing how do we scale it up how do we get it into the hands of everyone and it, it feels like you've you've mm. been wrestling with that not necessarily because of me but you've been wrestling with that and you've brought it to a place where that can happen and for me that's just so exciting because i yeah, know that, that there's a tremendous Dan, you you it. know you know that i fought you to on that you challenged me and I didn't like it because I like doing the personal contact. And it, I, yeah, thank you for saying that. But actually, I have no choice now. <laughs> I'm not saying God did this. Don't hear that wrong by any yeah, stretch yeah. of the imagination. But he will use every situation to bring about something that will be about Shalom. And I, mm. I think I would... I don't know if I would ever have embraced this way of working if I hadn't had to. Um, wow. However, you know, church after church is saying to me, oh, it's much better now. We know we can get hold of you. We know where you are. They, oh, yeah, well, I'll have to stay here then. And also that we can start giving this away better. So thank you for the challenge, Dan. No, seriously, mm -hmm. thank you. And also the, the partnering across borders, across boundaries, across, you know, countries, this is a global pandemic and we yeah. have a global God. I mean, no, more than global. Um, yeah. And so our understanding of him will, will only be enriched by sharing experience of how we are addressing the well-being crisis. So I look forward to more working together, really. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amen. So in case it wasn't obvious, Renew Wellbeing is a partner of sanctuaries. We work together. Renew promotes our resources in their churches. And now we can get their resources into the hands of other people. We will be promoting their resources to other people. So uh, go to renewwellbeing.org.uk. Look up these models, the books, uh, the tools. Ruth Daily Dose is also on social media. And, um, you know, if this has been helpful to you, share it with someone. Uh, go to sanctuarymentalhealth.org and look up our resources. The grief resource will be live by the time that this this airs. So uh, look up the grief resource, look up the sanctuary course. All our resources are free. Um, so, yeah, Ruth, thank you so much oh, for being with and us. Can thank I just you say, your podcasts are amazing. I am loving them. Like, 
loving them. If people aren't getting the podcast from Sanctuary Ministries, you need to. They are really good. Not just saying it because I'm on one now, but the other ones. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really good. Yeah, Yeah. really good. And the course, I I don't think there's anything quite like the Sanctuary course out there. And UK churches are saying the same. They're really loving it. So we're, we're grateful for your gift to us of the Sanctuary course during this difficult time. And I'm hoping loads of churches are taking up the offer that you're giving to have this eight-week online course it's great thanks ruth yeah god bless you thank good to see you and um i look forward to the day when i can see you in person and maybe give you a hug oh a hug hugs were nice i like hugs oh i remember uh anyway lots of blessings to you over there and uh yeah one day this too will end thanks ruth yeah bless you thanks for your time Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries exists to equip the church to be a sanctuary for all people at all stages of their mental wellness journeys. May this podcast encourage you to create safe space for your own story and the stories of others, as well as create change in communities that stigmatize those suffering with mental health challenges. The Sanctuary Course is a small group resource designed to help initiate and guide conversations about mental health and faith. It is a starting point, creating a base of shared knowledge from which churches can explore the next steps. Perhaps most importantly, through the simple act of talking openly about mental health, the course helps churches begin to create safe spaces for people to share their mental health stories and receive support in community. Each theme in the course is explored from a psychological, social, and theological perspective, and each session is accompanied by a compelling film focused on an individual story, a person of faith who has journeyed through mental health challenges. Interested in exploring the Sanctuary Course for use in your community? Learn more at SanctuaryCourse.com. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives 4.0 license. Don't change it or sell it, but please share it all you like.